Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Blue Shirt Talk podcast, where I discuss all things about the most stressful team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. I'm your host, Brandon Sapienza, and today I'll be talking about the Rangers' offseason plans, and I'm going to be recapping the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals. So we have a lot to get to today, but before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Dinner and a Podcast and the X Squadron Podcast. You can find both those podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Also, be sure to visit nyrzoneblog.wordpress.com for all Rangers news in what will be a busy offseason. And follow the Blue Shirt Talk podcast on Twitter by searching the handle at Blue Shirt Talk. And like us on Facebook by simply searching the Blue Shirt Talk podcast. So we have a lot to get into today, uh, including uh, what was a wild Stanley Cup final. Actually, one of the highest rated Stanley Cup finals in TV uh, history, kind of, I could say that. Uh, so, the Penguins have repeated as a Stanley Cup champion. They won last year against the Sharks in six games, and they won against Nashville in six games. So, they're the first team to do uh, that, repeat um, champions, in over 20 years. Or actually, around 20 years. And uh, I hate it. I'm very angry. This is awful. This is an awful feeling as a Ranger fan to see Carl Hagelin with two cups and Lundqvist with none. But, sadly, this is a reality that we have to succumb to. So I want to talk about a lot of things, especially uh, Pecorino. I don't, know, I don't know what happened with him. Uh, he didn't he didn't do so well in this final. He was really hot going into the final after some great wins against Edmonton, Anaheim. Uh, those are two very good teams. But what happened to him? He allowed 19 goals in the six games he played in the final, and he just didn't look like himself. So is that a sign of things to come for Nashville? I don't think so. You know, they have a very good team. They have a solid team that really is capable of having a repeat performance in the future uh, like this. You know, they have to get a couple more pieces to the team, I think. I don't think they're offensively a overpowering team. You have guys like Ryan Johansson, but he was out for the final. And But, you know, aside from that, you really there's no big name. Forsberg, Johansson, those are your two guys that are really carrying the team in goals. And on the back end, they're fine. You have Subban, Ellis, Yossi. You have those three guys alone really are the backbones of a great Nashville team who I see a bright future for. Pecorine is my only concern really going for, forward uh, for the Predators. But other than that, I think if he rebounds and has a good season next year, I, I could see the Predators making it right back to the final next year. And I could see them winning. I, they have really good potential to really secure... Their first cup in franchise history. Hopefully it's the Rangers. Hopefully Lundqvist wins his first cup. But you know uh, you know the Rangers. That won't that won't happen probably. Because just it won't. Uh, but uh, Sidney Crosby. He won the MVP. I don't know how. Uh, he really did literally nothing. In the final alone. I mean he, yes he has 27 points of the playoffs. Yes I know he's you know. He's Sid the kid Crosby you know. But. He didn't deserve it this time. He only had one goal in the final. Uh, he finished the final, I believe, with five points. So not the greatest final for him. If you asked me who I believe should have won the Conn Smite, it had to be Jay Gitson, Gitsnell. I don't know how to say his name. You know who I'm talking about, hopefully. He deserved to win that uh, Conn Smite trophy. He led, He was. he's a rookie, scored 13 goals, Logged eight assists for a total of 21 points in the Stanley Cup playoffs, all in his rookie season. 
So for him, he is more deserving of the uh, the con Smythe than anyone else. Personally, I think Crosby has just won it because his name is Sidney Crosby. Um, but you know, he was part of the reason why Pittsburgh made it that far. I mean, thirteen goals is a lot of goals, especially for the Penguins. That that really carried them forward, and you know he has some good guys playing around Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, and Latang, who was hurt, but. That, that's a good team. It's a good team. I hate that they're a good team, but it's a very good team. But Goodson shouldn't have won the cons, in my own opinion. That's just me. Uh, but where? So I talked about a little bit, where does Nashville go from here? I think they do need to improve some of their offense. I think that your offense is a little iffy. Um, but, you know, if... If You know, it's so hard to tell because this is, it is a good team. It is a very capable team. It's just, if Nashville wants to make that step forward, do they go out and make a trade? I don't know who exactly they would trade, because I think their team really is set. But, you know, if you want to get trade a first-round pick, a prospect maybe, I could see that potentially being in the future. Even as close as the draft, if not the trade deadline next year, most definitely. Uh, and I just want to really quickly predict, will the Penguins have a 3 P? Will they pull a Miami Heat and get the title, the Stanley Cup, once more. No. I, you know, there's a lot, you know, the, the defense of Pittsburgh is, is good, but is it good enough? We saw in this final, yes, it is good enough without Latang, which is impre- very impressive. But with, you know, with Latang, I don't think it's as good. Latang is a great elite player, but I just don't think he's the Latang of old. He doesn't get the the pucks to the net. The passes don't really go to where they're supposed to go. And he's kind of all over the place as far as actually playing defense. So, I for that reason, I don't think they'll have a three-peat. Pittsburgh's defense, just to me, isn't good enough. Despite the fact that they won the Cup without their best defenseman. The way the Penguins won the Cup was because of their offense. The offense carry. They posted 19 goals in 6 games. It is very impressive. Um, so for me, I can't say that the defense is what saved them. Murray saved them. The offense saved them. The defense, not so much. But do I believe they'll have a three-beat? No. My team to look for is look for Columbus to make a push to the final next year and be the Nashville of this year and be that next year. I could see that happening. I could also see... I really could see the Rangers making it. I really could. This team is young, they're fast, they're agile. How they'll look by the end of the expansion draft is a little bit of up in the air. But other than that, I think they really could pull it off. If they continue to play their game that they played, we saw very well they played, I have absolute 100% confidence that they will be in the final and they could win the cup. Is that a Ranger fan just talking? Probably. Will they probably win the cup? Ugh. You never, this team really, they're stressful, as I always say. But speaking of the Rangers, let's talk about it. After a shocking second round loss in six games to the Ottawa Senators, who eventually went on to lose to Pittsburgh in seven games in the conference final, what will happen at MSG? Well, everyone here, or that's a listener of the show, knows that I hate Mark Stahl. My biggest concern is it's when we're recording. When I'm recording this, it's Monday, six thirty p.m. The deadline is passed for 
the Rangers to ask Stahl to waive his no trade, no movement clause, whatever clause he has. Why didn't they ask him to waive the clause? The source is saying that he's still technically on this team. I don't know why. I've written so many articles. I've had so many rants about why he's such a bad player. And why he's not available for Vegas to grab is beyond my comprehension. He doesn't contribute offensively. He doesn't contribute defensively. His inability to hit, being 6'7", a tall guy, a big guy, just a, you know, he's a hockey player, he's a big guy, doesn't hit, doesn't play defense at all. His form of defense is poking with the stick, and I say this all the time because it's true. He doesn't block shots. He, in fact, gets in front of shots, but, well, technically not because he's getting in front of his own goalie, and this is why they lose so many games. Combine... Nick Holden and Mark Stahl on a pairing, and it's chaos. And this is why the Rangers lost in the second round, because those two were always together for some godforsaken reason. I really don't want him on this team. If he's on this team next year, I'm going to be very angry. You're going to have a whole podcast just why he's on this team. I can't comprehend it. I really hope the Rangers make a move and get him off. I don't care if we get a seventh-round pick and a penny. I will take him off this team for anything. I will be beyond thrilled if I never saw him again on wearing a blue shirt. But speaking of defense, Kevin Shattenkirk. We were all, I think, or most of us, were kind of disappointed when we saw that he ended up going to the Washington Capitals at the trade deadline. And the Capitals, per usual, took a big L, and uh, they're not going. Uh, Well, they're not going. They didn't go to the final. They didn't win the cup like they said they should or would. Um, So what's this mean? Does Kevin Shattenkirk resign at the Capitals? Probably not. Caps don't have a lot of cap room, but the Rangers do, kind of. And we're we're gonna get to that in a couple of minutes. Uh, but Isha, I I definitely see Kevin Shattenkirk wearing a blue shirt next year. There is not a doubt in my mind. He's been on the radar for a long time. He said he'd take a hometown discount to come to the Rangers, and I think that's all the motivation Jeff Gordon needs. Now that's in a normal world. In the real world. I could see Glenn Sather and Gordon, you know, meeting and saying, you know, Sather smoking a stupid cigar and saying, no, don't do it. And he won't do it. And then we'll have another year without Kevin Shattenkirk. And that will probably, this is probably our last chance to get him before he really gets locked up long term and then becomes old and useless and turns into damn boil. So this is probably the last potential moment we have to get him. So July 1st. Is Kevin Shattenkirk day or bust? So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, but with the expansion draft looming, as I mentioned, the big question is, will Ronta still be a Ranger? Now, uh, today's news on Monday, uh, Pittsburgh has asked Flurry, Marc-Andre Flurry, to waive his no-movement clause, in which he said, fine. So potentially, Las Vegas will be drafting him at the expansion draft uh, in the coming weeks. Actually, this week, I believe it is. What is the expansion draft? Let me look that up. But in the meantime, so if Las Vegas does take um, Flurry, then we still have Ronta, and then we don't have any problems. But if they don't, by the way, the expansion draft is June 21st. But if they don't take Flurry, they're probably, Ronta's their next best option. And right now, what I'm hearing is from Larry Brooks is that the Rangers are currently exploring trade options with Winnipeg and Calgary. Um... 
So this is definitely a very interesting saga. Definitely, this is in you know we'll have to keep up to date with this because it all depends on what goes down on the twenty first. If Flurry does don the Golden Knight jersey, um, and to be in the expansion draft, there's a little dilemma. The potential and the probable um, keepers players, we'll use that term, that the Rangers are keeping, protecting rather. Is set, which there's only one question. Do you keep Faust, Jesper Faust, or do you keep Michael Grabner? Now, I, I'm going to put up a Twitter poll in the coming, like, soon as I post this, because this is an interesting question. Jesper Faust is a very young, agile, fast, motivated player. Not taking away from Michael Grabner, who also is a very fast, motivated scorer. In terms of goals, Grabner is the more elite player. I'm not going to say he's elite because he's not elite, but he's in terms in comparison, he's elite. Faust, however, defensively is also elite. But so is Grabner. They're both equally good in terms of defense. Offense is what separates the two. And I don't know if the Rangers are motivated to keep a player because of speed or because of goal production. I mean, they signed Grabner for the purpose of, you know, gaining back some speed that they lost with Hagelin, who is now on the Penguins. And if they're willing to lose that to keep a young player like Foss, who has a lot of potential in him, then I don't. It it really that that's a coin flip. We're gonna that's gonna come down to the wire. And you know, ideally, you hope both the players are back next year. But Grabner scored a career high in goals, and I think Vegas, they want to be the best team possible going into their first year, and Grabner's probably the best guy if they want to get goal production. So I think they would pick Grabner over Foss, but it's, what do the Rangers want? Because this is all in the Rangers' hand right now. So we'll have to look for that. I really predict that uh, it'll be... Grabner, who goes to Vegas, because Foss is such a good player. He really, in the final waning minutes of a game, he's the guy you want to send out onto the ice. So I, I would look for that in the coming days. Um, so now, once the expansion draft passed, the Rangers don't have too many contracts to get redone, uh, to get renegotiated, rather. They have Brandon Peary, Matt Pumple, Mika Zabinajad, Jesper Faust, Tanner Glass, Oscar Lindbergh, Adam Clendenning, and Brendan Smith are all free agents with the younger ones being Peary, Pumple, Zabinajad, Faust, and Lindbergh, all RFAs. So the Rangers do have the uh, do have an easier uh, job with the younger guys in terms of the two older guys, so Gla- Glass and Smith. Well, Glass is another, that, that could wait. Smith, you know, it, if the Rangers keep Mark Stahl and if they keep Dan Girardi, and they don't sign Kevin Shankirk, well, what's going to happen? Well, they're probably going to expose Kevin Klein as one of the, and Nick Holden at the expansion draft. So, assuming one of them goes, which is unlikely because they're both not very good players, the Rangers have one defensive spot open. And if they don't tr- get rid of anybody, Brendan Smith's that guy. And initially when the Rangers traded for Brendan Smith as opposed to Kevin Shattenkirk, I got a little annoyed because the offensive numbers were, meh, they were pretty meh. 
Uh, but Brandon Smith turned out to be a really great player for the Rangers. Really good top four defenseman that the Rangers desperately needed. And I'm really happy that they have him. I think he will re-sign. He really liked New York. And I, his contract, his demands are not too great. Three and a half million dollars, like three years. I take that in a heartbeat. You know, maybe if you get rid of Stahl or Girardi, it makes things much easier. But seeing that that doesn't look likely at the moment, I think Brendan Smith's a great plan B. In fact, I think he's a great plan A, but I still want Kevin Shattenkirk desperately. Because I really think he'll be a great addition to the blue line. And uh, finally, with contracts, is this the year Ke- uh, Kevin Nash, we, Rick Nash, is this the year he's moved? We've been hearing since 20, around since the Rangers... They got booted out of the final, 2014. You know, Rick Nash, he makes so much money. Is it the year? This year, potentially. He makes $7.8 million this year. That's a lot of money. And yes, he did produce a lot this year, but he's also quite, not not old, but he's 32 years old. He, is he worth it? That's the thing. Is he worth the money? I'm going to say no. You know, if he was younger and was making this and was putting up more, you know, better numbers than this, I'd say keep him. But I don't think the Rangers' offense will suffer because of it. I think you need to give guys like Buchnevich a chance, and I think getting rid of Nash would put him into the lineup on a more consistent basis, where he can have more of a chance to impress AV. And I think he needs that because he has not been playing enough. It's probably going to affect him as a developing player so if you get rid of if you get rid of Nash you have a chance to play the young guys more on in bigger roles so VC uh Hayes Buchnevich Faust saying they keep him so these are all players that could be played more if Nash isn't there on the flip side losing Nash is losing not only a big body who could hit and go is great on the forecheck but he does score Let's not take that away. He did have a down year last year, but he came back, and he did pretty well. This year, he scored uh, 23 goals. You know, you're losing 23 goals. That's a big deal. He's only 38 points. I mean, his, you know, we can't go by his 2014-15 year where he had 42 goals. He's been on the decline since then, but 42 was the career high. He hasn't reached that many goals nearly since 2003-2004 with the Blue Jackets. So... I don't think the Rangers will necessarily want to trade him or whatever way they get rid of him, but I think they will end up doing that. He will be protected in the expansion draft. That might be a hint that he's not moving, but other than that, potentially once the expansion draft passes, I think the Rangers might look into some potential trade partners and getting a, a trade done because the Rangers, let's face it, they have a depleted farm system. They really they don't have much in their farm. Not that they really need it right now, but it's still good to have. Um, and plus, you need money to sign these players. So you have Zabinajat to sign. You have Foss to sign if he still stays with the team. Uh, VC, no, he's not free agent. I'm sorry. You really have Zabinajat and Foss. I don't think they're re- going to require together $7.8 million, but... You know, you also have one of you, if you want to go out and get Ch- Kevin Shankirk, and if you're not moving Mark Stahl or Dan Girardi, I don't see, he doesn't fit in. Mathematically, it's impossible for him to fit into the equation. So either they get rid of him, 
possibly Derek Stepan. I know there was a lot of talk with, is he really worth $6.5 million after his terrible season as a whole? Um, I doubt they'll trade him. I can't see that happening. Uh, but there's really no other potential people to move except Nash, Stahl, Girardi. That's about it. And if they really not... This team cannot stand Pat. Having Stahl and Girardi, or at least Stahl on this team, will not let Lundqvist win a cup. It won't happen with him on the team. So they probably... They have to look into trading one of those three players if they want to get the team that they want on the ice. The best team to win Lundqvist the cup. And that's about it for this week, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to episode 4 of Blue Shirt Talk. I'll be back in the coming days, weeks, whatever it'll be, to recap the expansion draft and uh, also to go over uh, any moves the Rangers made in terms of contract renewals and off-season signings. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you guys.